The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Atlantic Files. This week, we're talking about Jordan Poole, Josh Giddy's allegations, Scott Foster's feud with Chris Paul, Mark Cuban selling a majority stake of the Dallas Mavericks, and more on episode 295 of the Atlantic Files. Let's get this thing popping. Welcome to the Atlantic Files, where humor and vibes collide. That's the Sixers, the king of the court, jokes that hit you one more. Atlantic Division, we own the scene. Comedy, food talk, every routine. Mike Bash, close a fish find on the mic. Making you laugh, every episode right. Game is strong, court to kitchen. We're never wrong. You know what time it is. It's time for the Atlantic Files. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. As always, joined by your host, myself, Alex Fishbein, and Dennis Big Sexy Clawson. What's going on, Dennis? Hi. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? Oh, good. How are you? I'm good. I can't complain. Um, but anyway. Let's jump into a little basketball here. We're going to start off with something light, and then we'll get into the Josh Giddy and the Scott Foster and all that. Let's just have a little Atlantic Division check-in, because we are the Atlantic Files. We do talk a lot of Atlantic Division here, especially Sixers and Nets. Um, I'm going to bring up just the current standings, just so we can kind of see the broad picture of what's happening in the league as of today so i want low me <laughs> i just had dinner and i'm i am getting kind of hungry now this is a problem with food it's just so good i just want to eat all the time i know this is why i understand zion struggles well <laughs> strictly from a food aspect None I, I, of his there, other there's struggles. There's so many directions I could go. <laughs> None of his other struggles. But this, this, I mean, of course the dude's starving. Before I thought it was, he was just because he was like watching movies and shit, but apparently he's doing a lot of things to to kind of, uh, you know, he's like Michael Phelps. You know, they, you ever hear Michael Phelps? He, he eats like a whole pizza after, after he's done swimming. Oh, yeah. He eats like, they said he eats like 10 to 12,000 calories a day. Yeah, it's the same thing with Zion, but that's just from him, like, boning the white bitches. <laughs> All right, Eastern Atlantic, Atlantic. And we're back. Um, yeah, so Atlantic Division, as of today, the Celtics are in first by one game over the Sixers. They're at 13-4, and four, Sixers at 12-5, and five, for those of you who are listening and not watching on YouTube. The Knicks are in third at 9-7, and seven, the Nets are in fourth at 8-8, eight and eight, and the Raptors are in fifth at 8-9. and nine. I will say, I'm surprised that the Raptors are only 8-9 and nine and not worse than that, because a lot of the times I've watched them, they've looked worse. Scotty Barnes, your mans, on the other hand. My mans. Scotty Barnes has looked amazing, but he's the only one on that team that I can consistently say he has looked good so far this season. 
Siakam has turned it around a little bit from a tiny the, bit. one we were talking about. Like he's had a couple good games. Right. But they're just not, I mean, that's not, I, I don't know what their love affair is though with OG and Anobi. And I, I don't know what the hell happened to Gary Trent. I don't either. I like, would love to know. Literally, Gary, what's going on, man? Like, do you got to talk? Like, is he depressed or something? Like, what, why is he playing like garbage? I, that's it. I was excited for this year because of having Gary Trent in our dynasty league. Because I was like, oh, like, he's not hurt anymore. He'll come back and he has a new coach now. He'll, like, really get it going. And he just has been terrible. Horrible. Like it's it's literally hard to watch. <laughs> the whole, and Schroeder Schroeder has gone back to exactly what we knew Schroeder was. Schroeder had this big old uh coming out party in the 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 World Cup, and then all of a sudden he gets back into the NBA, and now he's exactly what we thought he was. And I mean, didn't did, I mean? I don't know anybody who thought that he would play any better than like he's just not that good. No. He he's a long way away from the Atlanta Hawks guy. Oh yeah. And like it's just I like the the team in general just doesn't look like well put together anymore if that makes sense they just i don't know there's something about the team that it just look like when you watch the raptors you're just kind of like eh well they're the raptors i mean i i i i'll tell you right now fred van vliet true <laughs> i mean that's the whole problem right now that's a good point um I mean, yeah, because especially because after him, Grady Dick hasn't been great either. His ass has been in the G League. Yeah, he got sent back down there. Um, and then it's funny because <laughs> there's the whole thing about, uh, like, um, what's his name? The the backup point guard. I'm losing his name now. Um, Flint? About him. Yeah, Malachi Flint. Um, last season there was like his dad or something was bitching about Nick Nurse not giving him playing time and all this and all that. And now he gets some playing time and I'm like, okay, he looks the same. Well, he wasn't really, I mean, he wasn't really that good to begin with. No, they got rid of the better one in Banton. Your man. Kept Flynn. Who actually got the start the other day, I, I believe, in yeah, Boston. He did. Which is like. If he's good enough for Boston to be like, you know what? Let's throw him in there. Well, like apparently he's doing something, right? Exactly. But, I don't know. Tyler asks, is Cam Thomas coming back soon? Well, he he was listed as doubtful going into tonight's uh, in-season tournament matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so... he's been out like the past two weeks on the injury report. It's just said out. So usually when guys start, you start seeing designation changes, even if it's doubtful, usually means they're trending in a, in a direction. So I would probably say that Cam Thomas will be back 
if I had to guess, maybe three three more games, maybe. Okay. That so, makes sense. I mean, he's right on the timeline of what they said he was going to miss, which right. was like two to three weeks, like three weeks. Right. Um, but, yeah, he's progressing. He's ramping up. <laughs> the good old ramping up. I will say, by the way, um, according to BovadaSportsBook.com, uh, the Raptors are in the odds for DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. They have odds for both of these guys. What team that they will go to after the 2024 trade deadline, if not the Chicago Bulls? And the Raptors have the lowest odds out of the six teams for DeRozan at plus 900. And they actually have the fourth best odds out of seven teams for Zach Levine at plus 350. I don't know why the Raptors would go after a guy like Zach Levine or somebody because like that feels as though the timeline doesn't really fit up line up. I mean, but they're in there. (laughs) I mean, I can't understand why the Raptors would do a lot of things that they've done over the years. That's true too. If people want OG and an OB trade him, I don't know why they love him so much, but the dude, is just he, he it's he he's already missed time already. Yeah, uh, granted, it was only like a game, maybe two. But yeah, but that was but it was for cutting his finger at home. But how do you cut your finger? Like, and what especially is he doing? how do you cut your finger bad enough that you can't just play basketball? I don't know, but either yeah, it doesn't matter. That just I mean, what's next? He wakes up at three o'clock in the morning, stubs his toe. You know, or like I mean? the, uh, or like the, who was it, Rondo that uh, slipped and fell in his shower and like broke his arm or something like that. Yeah, well, I have my theories on that one. It's a lot of things you could do in the shower. That's true. No, I mean, so, so yeah, like uh, I don't know, it, it, but Zach Levine, I mean, come on. Yeah. I, wait, I wait, wait, we got all this hype for Zach Levine for what? Can we stop with this garbage already? These 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 over these guys who are just just constantly hurt and just uh, just a pain in the ass. And not that Levine is like a like a is on the level of like a Kyrie, nowhere near that level. However, the dude has been involved in like trade rumors for like two years. It seems. Feels like ages. Feels like ages. I mean, so if we're gonna, they might as well just trade uh, Patrick Williams and Levine and just get it all over with. That way, Chicago's not full of distractions anymore. Because all you ever hear is Patrick Williams is he still sucks. (laughs) Zach Levine is gonna get traded. Lonzo Ball is a year away from being one year away from returning. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is going to be a free agent. That's all everybody talks about. Where is he going to go? Vucevic is like, I don't care. I got paid. It's better than getting bombed over in Serbia, wherever the fuck he was living beforehand. True. And Kobe White is like the sloppy seconds. They, they They use him because they have nobody else. 
Ayo DeSumo is like good, probably like the best guy. Dale and Terry, what the fuck? He's horrible. Like the whole team is just just not is not good. I'd need them to send Alex Caruso to a competitive team. He he'd be perfect for somebody. You put Alex Any Caruso, contender. but you can't let him play more than twenty minutes because God knows he'll do something too to get to go to go out for four games. True. He's one of those guys that goes like too hard in the minutes that he's in, so he always gets hurt. So you're like, all right, we we can only put you in for so much for so long because like you're gonna, minutes. yeah, because you're gonna dive into a chair, break your nose, and then you're out for two weeks. I mean, the dude, the dude, the dude's good, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the the late the Lakers chose Taylor Horn Tucker over him. Look where that got him. Uh, I'm sure the Lakers would love Alex Caruso back right now, I'll tell you that. Especially with all the injuries they have. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's not even the normal guys that are getting hurt. It's everyone else. But they act like it's such a big deal. Uh, like, oh, we're missing uh, Cam Reddish and, and Rui. Had, even though Rui's been playing good. But remember when Rui was in Washington? He didn't play for like a half a season because he was all depressed and shit. And then it was yeah, like, I forgot about that. Since when was Rui like such an instrumental force for a team? Right. Like that ship has sailed like a long time ago. And, and now, Rui in Washington was one of those guys when it was like every year they were like, he's going to, he's going to take off this year. This is going to be the year. And then just stayed the exact same the whole time. And they're still saying that about him. I know. <laughs> Everyone said his fantasy stock increased this year, and then until like two weeks ago, he was he was barely getting any playing time. I mean, it's <laughs> unreal the amount uh, the the Lakers are just Jared Vild- Vanderbilt. Whatever you want to come back and play, that's fine. Hill bursitis or something? Uh, what the hell is that? Gabe Vincent's oh, been out. Gabe Vincent's been out. I tell you, Gabe Vincent probably get to LA. He's like, wait a second. I wish I had stayed in Miami. He probably does. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers, with their normal like trade around the deadline, if they shipped out like Gabe Vincent and Jared Vanderbilt, and and then once they were traded, they're like, "All right, cool, we're good, we'll play normal again." But Gabe (laughs) Vincent, I mean, it's like, are you stupid, Gabe Vincent? You could probably be starting right now in Miami. Oh yeah, easily. A thousand percent. Um, got a little, little bit away from the Atlantic Division, but the Sixers look good. I love everything I'm seeing out of them. Um, you even said last night you thought that Embiid was going to eat up Anthony Davis, and he did. Got his first triple-double of the year. Shit stomped. Yes. Lakers. 44 points. The biggest deficit of LeBron James' career. Mm, I didn't know that. Just saw that earlier today. And I, I mean, like, all the well, crappy teams he's played on, that's the biggest deficit. I know. I mean, especially so bad, his early Cavs teams. Oh, I know, but I love those teams, though. They were so bad. Good old Zadrunas Agalskis. But, but hey, they didn't need anybody else because that dude was LeBron was doing everything back then. True. But, but here's the thing like, I, the, the, the Pistons, 
The piss, the, 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 the talk about garbage. The pisses are garbage. But the Sixers again have that feeling back for me in terms of like the Sixers. Like Batum and Covington are perfect Sixers. Yes. That team is perfect the way it's constructed right now. Like all of the guys on the Sixers roster right now is like old school role guys know their roles. That is like a good there's no bullshit anymore. We don't got to talk about James Harden. And it's much fun to watch a game when you don't have to hear James Harden being traded every day. Hell yeah. (laughs) Not having to watch, not having to hear about him getting traded, not having to watch him dribble the air out of the ball, not having to watch him fall apart on defense and have his man score 40 points. There's a lot of things great to just not watch. (laughs) And that's why I always say, like, the Nets are nowhere near a championship-level team, but... I'm having fun just because it's guys are out there working hard defensively. They're like the, the nets are fun to watch again. And, and honestly, like I don't even uh, Joel Embiid has grown on me, especially like he's shown a lot over the past couple of years. I think he's like realized that, Hey, I need to like be on the floor and start doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but that whole team, like the way it's constructed, is is great. Oh yeah. When it's... you got Batum starting, that's awesome. That's yes. Sixers to me. And it's like not only that, but like the whole team seems to just love Batum. And the whole team seems to love Covington. And then Patrick Beverly was getting in people's faces. I mean, he always does, but like the that's just like the Sixers have always needed somebody like that. And then Marcus Morris goes out and hits a few threes against the Lakers and, and talks his shit. He had and a then, big game the other when he he uh, filled in for Embiid one game. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what the? I was like, of all the people that you're going to start, you're going to start Morris, but okay, we'll take it. It worked. And then, and then Paul Reed comes in and cleans up everything on his end, too. I mean, it's just... D'Anthony Melton has been awesome. The dude's playing well. And it's like, and Kelly Obrey is not even back yet. They're playing this way. It's going to be, I, I just, I get nervous. Like if, if Obrey comes back, how it's going to like mess with rotations and stuff. Cause I feel like they got like a good thing going on right now. True. I feel like they're starting to get comfortable with just what they, not, I mean, Kelly, it's not like he was, like, expected to be, like, anything significant, but he's a damn good player. Yeah. Still yeah. insane that they got him for a veteran minimum. I, I I I won't ever be able to figure that out. Yeah, me neither. I can't, I can't figure out, like, Stonehenge. I can't figure out how they built the pyramids. And I can't figure out how the Sixers managed to land Kelly Oubre on a veteran's minimum. Because that's <laughs> absolutely crazy to me. It's just, I like, and even, I just remember listening to the one podcast that Daryl Morey was on, and he was just like, 
he was just like, yeah, we actually tried to offer him a little bit more, but some other teams started talking to him about offering him a bit longer of a contract, and then that fell through, and then we were like, well, here's the minimum, and then he took it. I was like, so you Fine. were going to give him more, but you got him on the minimum anyway. That's just insane. I mean, he probably shouldn't have said that, but, you know. No. No, he probably shouldn't. <laughs> but, like, like, look at the team like the Lakers. Like, I don't know the logistics behind, like, all the financial stuff, but they got mm. Christian Wood on a discount. You're telling me you couldn't you you couldn't consider adding Kelly Oubre, who would probably still because if he was in L.A., he might not have gotten hit by a car. True. Stupid. Yeah, I I don't even know. Um. Anyway, sometimes you just don't have an explanation for things. <laughs> True. Um. Speaking of not having an explanation for things, Jordan Poole. We talked a little bit about him in the Wizards uh, two weeks ago, but I don't know if you saw the latest low light of Jordan Poole, but I'm going to bring it up here just for the laughs. Jordan Poole to the baseline. Tried to scoop it up and it's not <laughs> It's just like, he shook Cade Cunningham so bad that he went out of bounds. And then he just froze because it seemed like he didn't know what to do anymore. And then was like, I think I'm going to just scoop layup this. And Osar Thompson just said, get the fuck out. Well, that's exactly what happened. He <laughs> go, holy shit, that worked. He didn't <laughs> expect that to happen. No, not at all. He's like, oh, holy shit, I didn't expect that to work. Now what do I do? <laughs> He's like, nah, I can't just shoot the shot while I'm standing. I mean, God forbid you you, you shoot a wide open shot right there. Exactly. You got to make it more difficult so right. that it looks cool. Right. Instead instead of just taking the easy shot. We got to do, we got to <laughs> like to, but, but we said it last week. It's stuff like this that makes me completely realize why he got punched in the face. Yes. Like easily, Draymond. I'm sorry. I still think you're a buffoon, but I, I I understand why you punch him in the face. Everyone gets it now. That's <laughs> it. Like the, be remember like last year, everybody was like, "Oh, poor Jordan. He's getting bullied by Draymond. What a bully that you know Draymond's. What an asshole." Jordan, he, he he's got to get out of there. And then they trade him, and now he's just doing stupid shit. I'm like, <laughs> can somebody punch him again? Tell him to quit acting like an idiot? Because he's acting like an idiot. Someone on that team needs to. Because he's just going to go off the rails pretty soon if he's not already. <laughs> but who the I hell mean, on, the, on the Wizards is going to punch him in the face? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Corey Kispert? Tyus Jones, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe? No. I don't know. But. I mean, honestly, when you talk about a team that sucks, that team sucks. Bad. And the thing is, like, Detroit is not a great team, but they have pieces on there that are fun to watch. Like, 
I like watching All-Star Thompson. Cade Cunningham is a good player. Jalen Duran, when he plays, he's fun to watch. They have good pieces. And it's like, oh, these guys are growing. They'll probably be good like after the next year or so with Monty Williams and so on and so forth. But with Washington, I'm just like, I hate all of you. <laughs> I, I, don't I like Tyus like Jones. You play. I mean, Tyus Jones is good. Um, but like, but I've never thing- been a fan of Kuzma. I've never been a fan oh, douchebag. of like half the guys on this team. And then when I want to see Bilal Kulabali, they don't even play him. And I'm like, who's actually played sucks. well. Right. And I'm like, if your team sucks and you know, you're not competing for anything. Why are you not playing your, your first round pick? Makes zero sense. But here's the thing about Detroit, though. Like Detroit, actually, did they start the season off? They were like two and zero, and everybody was like getting all rock hard. They're like, "Whoa, shit!" Detroit's they, they were like Orlando before Orlando was Orlando this season. I know. So, but and you got to think completely opposite ways. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But Duran has been out. They haven't had um, Monty Morris hasn't been around. I don't think he's played yet this season. Nope. Bogdanovich hasn't played yet this season. Um, Alex Burks was out for a while. Jaden Ivey, I don't know what the hell happened to him, but uh, he's starting to come back, you know, a little bit. But no clue what's going on with him. Well, he's starting to play a little better, and he's starting to get some minutes, so maybe he did something. I don't know. Finally got out of the doghouse. You know, wash somebody's car or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, at least they have kind of an excuse why they suck. I mean, maybe right. if they weren't, like, had all those injuries, maybe they would have won a couple more games. Mm-hmm. The Wizards have no reason to suck. For the most part, they've been relatively healthy for the entire season, with, with the exception of Jordan Poole's Late scratch the other night, which totally effed me and a bunch of, uh, I, like, I can't say fuck. Totally fucked me and a bunch of fantasy lineups, but that's not the point. I'm just, the, 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 the team's not good. I have been kicking myself this whole time for drafting Jordan Poole in one of my leagues. I hate it. Just, like, he got, like I'm in a points league, and he got me 11 points yesterday. I mean, he's had some, in all fairness, he's had some good games. He has had some good games. But I'm like, dude, 11 points from, like, who's supposed to be, like, the 1A, 1B scorer and offensive player on this fucking team? But you got to wonder what the hell Bob Myers was thinking. That is true. Signing that fucking guy to that big contract. At least they were able to get out of that and then get, get over to Chris Paul, who's been a tremendous help for them. <laughs> I guess. And Tyler says, what has happened to bro? He has fallen off. Have you seen the clip of him paying extra attention during a timeout? Yeah. The, we played the one clip, the last episode of him goofing off at a timeout. So then there was a clip where I guess he got shamed by the internet so much that he was like really locked in on the coach and like trying to ask questions and everything. Who's bro? Bro is uh, Jordan Poole. Who they call him, bro? Tyler called him, bro. Uh, I don't. 
I have never heard that. I I I responded to one of the like tweets of the video though, and I'm like, I think the internet is successfully shaming Jordan Poole into becoming a good player. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the internet's effective at doing it. I don't think the internet has that kind of power. Well, like now he's paying attention in timeouts, and he was not paying attention in timeouts before. Yeah, but was he really? It's. I mean, if he was, it sounds like he was just being a fucking goof. I mean, he might still be just being a goof. I don't know, but <laughs> if if the uh, the internet did successfully do that, that would be hilarious. But the thing is, I mean, you go back. Of course, it like when you trade Jordan Poole from the Warriors to the Wizards. Like the Warriors obviously were going gung ho for the playoffs and for the championship with their core getting older. And I really thought the Wizards were going to become like a playoff contending team with Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma, at least like a play in. But they don't even look like that right now. According to Bavada, the, the Warriors are minus 400 to make the playoffs, but Washington isn't even favored to make the playoffs. So it's like, I mean, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, we lost Dennis. Um, but yeah, Tyler, uh, we had the clip of him goofing off during the timeout, um, in our last episode. So I would say definitely go back and just look at the the segment we did on Jordan Poole in that one because. Uh, <laughs> The guy is insane. I just don't I don't understand how he even got to that point. There he is. He's back. Right. <laughs> uh but anyway, let's move on. Let's get to let's let, let's get to Josh Giddy's allegations. I just want to make sure before I um got disconnected for a minute that people realize that Je- that uh Jordan Poole's an idiot. I don't know if I made that clear or not. <laughs> but I just wanted oh, no. to make sure. Oh, it's clear now. Okay. It's good. definitely clear now. Um so, if there was anything out of that whole segment, I just wanted it to be known that he's an idiot. <laughs> um thank you. Of course. We are now in to probably what is the uh, most trending news of the NBA right now. Um, when I read this and saw this, I was just, I had no idea that this was ever a thing. Um, police are investigating Josh Giddy for an alleged underage relationship. Um, he is... From what this news article from the New York Post says, um, he's reportedly the subject of a police investigation following social media allegations that he had an inappropriate relationship with an underage girl. Newport, California Police Department is investigating the matter to see if there's any validity to the claims and if any laws were broken. Uh, That was um, Tuesday. Today. Earlier today. Um, They did not immediately return any phone calls from the news it looks like they're still investigating the nba announced last week that it was investigating the matter 
age of consent consent in California is 18, which is most of the United States. I think there's some places that are still 16, which is weird, but um yeah, I think it's summer 17 too. Okay. Uh Giddy was asked by reporters about it and he goes, "I understand the question obviously, but no further comment right now." I get the question. I completely understand you want to know about it, but just for right now, I don't have anything to say. Um, The head coach, Mark, how do you say Mark Dagonal? Is that how you say his last name? Yeah. Okay. Um, He said, yeah, personal matter. I'm not commenting on it either. Of course. Uh, People have said like, there's posts of this girl like pretty much in high school last year, like the year before. I don't know when the whole relationship took place but well they made um, it seem like it was kind of recent that's what i'm saying like i don't know because it would be weird if the relationship was like three years ago and now all of a sudden they're looking into it or there was like claims or whatever i'm gonna tell you Um, exactly what i believe happened okay i don't know anything Mm -hmm. so i will start with the this is alleged Yes. It's all legend right now. Everybody's innocent till proven guilty. This is all speculation on my part. Okay. How old is this girl? Uh, it doesn't... Everything Everywhere I looked, it doesn't say. I don't think they've confirmed what this girl's age is. Alright, but... Eh, I gotta be careful with my words, but you know I don't really know how to do that, so... But if this was 1950, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Josh Giddy's what, 21? Yes. She could be, I, I think I saw somewhere, 16, 17? Okay. So, if this were 1950, though, how many older guys were, like, there were, like, 16-year-olds getting married in 1950? Oh, yeah. All there, right, so, it was, like, all underage relationships so uh, here's the thing like the the question is did he know that how old she was which i i would have a hard time believing that he he would know how old she is right um i i think that i I don't i don't think josh giddy's a pedophile because that's what i mean that's technically what he would do is it a, a really bad judgment call on his part by not, like, inquiring about how old she was? Did she ever tell him how old she was? Was he, like... Uh, you never know what the hell's going on, though. Like, the thing is, like, when you're, when you're... If you're, like, 16, 17, obviously we know that she's not mentally capable of making reasonable decisions when it comes to what is appropriate and what is not appropriate, especially when you got a guy who's a millionaire who, you know, is a good looking guy. You got a successful guy giving you plenty of attention, which to me, I don't know how committed a 21 year old millionaire in the NBA is going to be committed. So part of me wants to be like, Maybe something went downhill. Like this was all kept under wraps. 
you know, because her brother knew about it and stuff like that, and nothing was ever, for, uh, allegedly, I guess, her brother knew about it. They FaceTimed or something, and there were their plans on going to a game and all this stuff. So, I mean, I don't know who knew about it and who didn't know about it, but something part of me, like, a lot of times if, if this thing goes south, which it may have, like, somebody didn't return calls or texts or somebody wanted to break it off, which is a normal guy move. Right. Um, especially a guy who's, good, like I said, good-looking is a millionaire. You know, all of a sudden he's possibly done whatever he's done, and then all of a sudden now um, somebody's upset, and now somebody's looking to get back at somebody because... You never know this 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 poor honey who was only like 16 maybe 17 could have been her first love she may have fallen hard for this guy um and this is where we're at right now i i i do like i said i do have a hard time believing that josh giddy is a is a uh, child predator right um but i'm not ruling it out by any means because you never know and if he is he's a piece of shit. um I don't know what kind of home life this 16-year-old girl or 17 or however how old she is. I don't know what kind of home life she had. Um, apparently not. I don't know how good it, it was. If I mean, somebody had to know what she was doing. Right. So there's a lot of things wrong in this situation. And it's, it's you know, I've, I've, but maybe he didn't even do anything. That's, so I mean, knows? yeah. Like I don't even think I can make a joke about this because it's like a like a like a, it's like a, a young girl, right? But there's there's a whole like way there's there's so many like ways to look at it like. A lot of girls now look just so much older than they used to. Sure, uh, like girls when I was in high school didn't even wear anything close to what girls in high school wear now, let alone girls like, you know, that are going to anywhere an NBA player would be. But where did she beat him? That's the other thing. I have no idea. Especially because, like, like, Giddy's from Australia. Like, he, he didn't go to high school or college or anything in the States. So Was he came like over to... from Australia. Was he like just stopping by in like he was in a city one day? Would he go on like one of those sites and like I, I don't know how those things work, but I assume it can tell you where you're where you can find girls and stuff, right? Like Tinder and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what the hell those. I've never used them, but I assume they could tell you like a location of a girl in your city or something like that, and maybe he. I mean, you know, said, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" You know, and one thing led to another. I'm assuming it was when he, either in the off season or when they were in L.A. Because the the news article keeps keep referencing the age of consent in California versus Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma is probably like ten. Oklahoma is sixteen. Shocking. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> They keep referencing the age of consent in California, so I'm assuming it happened at some point when either maybe they were playing like the Lakers or the Clippers, or maybe it was in the off season and he lives over in California. I don't know where he lives in the off season. But, but these cases aren't always just. It's not always the same. It's not always like 
to me, and it's a weird way to think, but like, there's a significance between like, and and I and I got to be careful, but I'm I, whatever. Like, but <laughs> there's a you, you're you're labeled a a, a child predator right. if a girl's sixteen or if a girl's five, right? But to me, there's a significant difference. Of course, True. there is. Like, there's yeah. not if you. If he went after a five-year-old, these pieces of shit should just be thrown off a cliff and tortured forever. Right. If she's 16, though, and he didn't know she was 16 and she looks 18, like, that's a different story. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's yeah. a, there's poor judgment going on here all along. But you can understand how, how things would spiral into this type of situation. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, who's to say that, like, you know, he goes out with this girl and she's just been constantly lying about her age the whole time. But, like, is he going to be like, let me see your ID? Like, right. nobody says that. Right. So there is, you know... And, and to be honest, there are plenty of people out there that try to trick people like a Josh Giddy into something like this to get money out of it. There are those kind of shitty people. And so that's another and, possibility. And you're not saying that's the case here by any right, means. Right. No. I'm not like I'm not gonna sit here and blame, you know, random people. I'm just saying that is a possibility. But the fact though that he's not that he's still playing though makes me believe there's a lot more to this in his favor than than not, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Speaking of him playing, they did just start playing. And live odds on Bovada Sportsbook, they are talking about the Thunder being at uh, only a plus one and a half spread right now. They're up 14-11 on the Timberwolves. So. Oh, I was like, what does Bovada have to do with his relations <laughs> with a... Nothing. <laughs> I was like, we're getting a little deep here, Bovada. <laughs> Bovada's like, did he do it? Yes or right. no? <laughs> Minus two fifty that he did. Bovada doesn't trust him. Oh god. Anyway, moving away from that into yeah, something... like I don't even want to. Uh, what a topic. Yeah, I know. We have like a, I, I, a couple more. Sorry, I was all game for it, and then I was like, wait a second, I don't, I don't. This. Yeah. Can somebody it's not keep fun. an it's eye on this girl fun. for fuck's sake? Seriously. Like, where um, where are her parents? That's a great question. That's always... Like, that should always be the one of the first things asked. Like, with all the tracking devices and shit now that you have... Literally, like, we have this thing where it tells you where I'm at. Right. So, you know, my wife's like, oh, you left work. Where are you going? Like, you, you, you don't have that for a 16-year-old girl? Especially you look and it's beautiful. Especially like with iPhones and stuff, it's so easy to just like track your iPhone location with like a family iPhone. Like it, it sometimes it's even built in if you ask like Verizon or whatever to do it for you. Well, I, I said I said I don't know how to set this thing up, but apparently it's set up <laughs> on my phone mm -hmm. by either one of the two women I live with. And one of them set it up, and I have no idea how to turn it off. But I don't really care because I don't do anything. But right. I, but I, it's just so hard to believe that, like, 
you don't know like if she's 16 you're not you're not you don't i mean she's had there had to have been times where she was out late at night probably you don't know where your you don't know where your daughter is yeah i'm not blaming yeah, the sure. parents on on somebody else i'm not blaming the parents on somebody else doing something that they shouldn't be doing but what right. i'm saying is there's a lot of errors in this situation that should be addressed Oh yeah, everybody's getting on my th- nuts. Very rarely are these things black and white. Very rare. There's so much gray area in all of this. So, yeah. Um, moving on to something a little more, a little more lighthearted. Um, Scott Foster and Chris Paul have been feuding for a long time. It's easily uh, the only other like ref versus player thing that comes up is who is it? Tony is it Tony Brothers and James Harden? Somebody in James Harden where he has a terrible record whenever that ref is is refing. I forget who it was. Um, yeah, there's another one. I can't remember, but there's a there's a couple more. And there's Crawford and Tim Duncan. Yeah, stuff like oh that. God. <laughs> That's that was probably the worst. That was a good one too. But so Foster the other day throws out Chris Paul, and I have a clip here. We'll bring this up. Hold on. Foster had their history. They've had a relationship. Scott Foster's had enough of them reminiscing about the relationship. And Chris Paul's ejected. He's out. Steph just said, don't make it worse. So a couple free throws, and you're without Chris Paul. Scott Foster. It is boiling point. Now, now oh, Steve, Steve Kerr got a tee. So three tees now. This is spiraling out of control. A lot of warrior frustration in this quarter. So three technicals in the span of less than a minute. Oh, he was in. So it's safe to say, though, that Chris Paul and Scott Foster aren't going to be exchanging Christmas cards this year. Not at all. And this is what Chris Paul had to say about it, actually. Personal. Yeah. We had a situation some years ago, and it's personal. You know what I mean? Like, the league know, everybody knows. It's been a meeting and all that, and it's just a situation with my son, and so it's yeah, we, yeah, so I'm, I'm okay with a ref talking, you know, saying whatever, saying just don't use a tech to get your point across. You know what I mean? So I got to do a better job making sure I stay on the floor for my teammates. But, yeah, that's, that's that. It's personal. You ever <laughs> see those those shows where, like, the the adult and the kid they like they wake up one day and they're in each other's body uh-huh and the the kid or the adult is now a kid and his clothes are like too big on him uh-huh that's what chris paul looked like just there his hat does look way too big his hat is cold it's like what's going on there pal <laughs> like looking at him there makes me forget that he's almost 40 
That's ex- I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, wait a second, this guy's like my age. <laughs> like at what a- at what age do you have to stop wearing your hat backwards? I I mean he's he's well past it, I believe. I don't know. I've seen I've seen refs when I was growing up. I've seen refs at like sixty years old wearing backward hats. Yeah, they, he can't do that. <laughs> They're probably eating five day old turkey with their hat backwards. Uh, probably not. Most but, likely. But uh, do you believe that he said something about his son, or do you believe that? I don't know. the The thing that makes me somewhat believe it is just how, like, pissed with him that Chris Paul is every time. And there was another angle I didn't have the clip of it, but. Once he gets thrown out and Steph like holds him back, he's walking at Foster saying, You're a bitch. <laughs> and it's just like he, there's just something with Scott Foster that just sets him off. And the fact I do remember hearing about him and Scott Foster having a meeting with the NBA, like trying to just squash everything and get it like under control and if that happened and it's still like this that's what makes me start to believe that he could have said things about his son yeah but i mean chris paul was john though for a little bit before he gave him that first t true so and he wasn't paying any attention to him and chris paul kept going at him not saying that, you know, I don't know who's right in this situation. What I, I still find it hard to believe that somebody would say something about his, like he would just come out and say something about his son. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely, it's definitely something when he said that, I was like, really? I mean, this ain't the first time the players have come out and thrown accusations that somebody said something about their race or whatever. To, to me, like, and, and I'm not saying that this didn't happen, but what's a great way to get people to nobody really knows what was said true but it's easy to say he called me the n-word or he talked about my wife or whatever and then people go oh okay now that makes total sense i want to put it past him that's all i'm saying and i i mean chris paul is not free of blame in this whole situation either because in all of these times that he did get thrown out or whatever very rarely does he get thrown out for just not doing anything like when Tim Duncan gets thrown out of a game for laughing on the bench. Like, that's not what Chris Paul is getting thrown out of the game for. Chris Paul is actively arguing with him, probably pushing him further and further, and then he finally is like, you know what, technical. And then the moment he gets one technical, then Chris Paul just goes even further. So it's like, while, yes, it seems like he has a shorter fuse with Chris Paul, at the same time, Chris Paul is not free of blame in this. This this is a two-way thing. Yeah, I don't even think it was like one of those situations where, you know how refs, they like to like make it, they, they put themselves over, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I don't even know if that was it. Because Scott, I don't think Scott Foster really gives a shit about any of that stuff. He's I don't just think so either. miserable and pissed. He just wants to be left alone. And yeah, I don't know. This whole thing is... Is but it, but it was kind of I, I believe I saw a clip though where Booker was like kind of advocating for Paul to get 
a, a technical, which was kind of interesting to me because I was like, was there something going on with those two that stem back to that we don't know about? Like, what, what's going on there? You know, is that that part is m- more interesting to me. Right. It seems like a lot of people aren't fans of Chris Paul on the court. Like, he's one of those guys that everyone is just like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> Which honestly wouldn't surprise me either. Um, but he obviously should have stayed on the court to help the Warriors because they were they've been struggling the past like three, maybe four weeks. I mean, right now, according to Bavada, they have the third highest odds to win their division. They're a little bit higher than the Lakers, a lot of bit higher than the Clippers, but the, the Kings and the Suns are still up there to win the division. They're not even like they really aren't even that close to those two. So I don't know. The, the feud is funny when it like when it all comes to a head, especially like in the playoffs, and they're like, "Uh oh, Scott Foster's refing." And Chris Paul's on. That's when it's good, great. Yeah, yeah. That's when it's really good TV. Um, but to to finish things off tonight, this happened actually right before we went live. Mark Cuban is selling a majority stake in the Dallas Mavericks. However, he is keeping a a minor portion of the team, so he's still going to be an owner, and he still is able to be head of basketball operations. So he's still going to be essentially doing everything he's already been doing. He's just not the majority owner. Uh, but... So basically, I want to make a huge profit, but still do the same shit that I've been doing. Essentially. And he's selling it to um, Miriam Adelson and Casino Tycoon Adelson family for a valuation in the range of $3.5 billion. I was going to say $4 billion. Which I'm not sure how much he bought that for, but I mean, when he took over the Mavericks, were pretty fucking terrible. It. So here's another. This tweet is from Joe Pompliano um, from CNBC, and this says Mark Cuban bought the team originally for 285 million and turned that into 3.5 billion, but also maintains the control, and so. Essentially, it looks like they, the Adelson family that bought the majority stake, it looks like Cuban kind of gave them a discount so that he can maintain control. And everyone's saying this is unprecedented. Like, uh, apparently, it's one of the most unique setups in NBA history in terms of like the the owner selling most of the team but still maintaining control of the team. Um. And yeah, when he bought the Mavericks for two hundred eighty-five million, that was in two thousand. So, yeah, just took a well. That's a lot. That's a like, um, you know, for for any pro professional wrestling fan, like Vince McMahon, just he sold it to uh, UFC. You know, and they're under the same umbrella. And Vince is still a board of directors and still has control of what's going on, but he made $9 billion. Same That's shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I, I think you're going to see more and more of this where people are like, I'll sell, but I... So, basically, like I said, he wants to he wants to do the same shit. He just wants to make the money, which, yeah. I mean, good and, for him. 
And there are people out there that just say they want to own a professional sports team, but they don't want to do the sports side of it. They just want to do like the business side of it or something. Right. So they just sit back and let other people do it. And I mean, there are owners that probably should do the same. Like uh, the guy who owns the, the Panthers. That guy should just let somebody else do it. <laughs> There's a lot of people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a... I can't even fathom, like, a hundred million or even a couple million, let alone $2.5 billion. Oh, if I if I had $4 billion, the podcast would be on five days a week. We'd have a, we'd have a studio... Yeah. Oh, that would be yeah. The, yeah. No, there would not be. We'd have anything. every retired NBA player up to active NBA player on here. We'd, oh yeah, absolutely. We'd have Mark Cuban on the show. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't worry. When I when I win a billion, you're set. Don't worry about it. Oh, I like that idea. <laughs> it's coming. But I think that's it here for us. Unless you have anything else. No, I, I I literally I want pancakes. I'm starving. Are they bringing back an egg sandwich? Oh, it'll get done. Okay, <laughs> but but honestly, like egg sandwiches are probably one of my favorite meals. Top five meals. When I when I finally you know shoot somebody because for driving me crazy, um, <laughs> or throw somebody off a cliff. My death row meal, one of them will be egg sandwiches. Okay. Anything anything on the egg sandwich or just eggs in them? Uh, eggs and, and a and couple different kinds of cheeses. Okay. And a, and a nice, like, Italian roll. Ooh. You know. Italian rolls are always good. So, yeah, I would definitely have to. And, and, I, and I'm a big, uh, like, breakfast sausage guy. I had to put breakfast in front of sausage because I know how some people think. Um, Tyler, we're looking at you. Yeah, Tyler. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Chinese would definitely be on there. Pizza would definitely be on there, and just it's Italian ice. You got it. Like I, I probably have a streak of about two years straight of eating Italian ice, at least once a day. That's a pretty amazing streak. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I probably go through at least a couple of times, like the little Luigi's every day. Mm-hmm. And, and my wife gets mad because she's like, "I just bought three boxes of this shit," and I just go, I go through it because I love it. I mean, if you but love if it, could... and that's what makes you happy, I think you should just go for it. Yeah, oh yeah. But if I could tell, if, if if anyone from Luigi's is listening, can we just make a six-pack of the blue raspberry and lemon? I don't want, I don't want half and half, because what they do is they make half cherry lemon, half blue raspberry lemon. I just want a whole box Ooh. of blue raspberry lemon. Not a big cherry first person. No, I mean, it's good, but it's not that good. But right. here's the thing too, like I think Luigi's might be getting a little too big for their britches because now they have all this other shit coming out, like, uh, like churro, can't, oh like, like that type of shit, right? Or so I haven't really been like adventure enough to try it because I feel like I, I would hate it. 
<laughs> um, so, but I, I'm completely, and I used to like alternate between that and Lindy's, but Lindy's is kind of, I don't know. I, I've just been such in the more than a Luigi lately. If anybody cares. I don't even know which brand they sell at my local grocery store. I'm going to have to check that out. Might have to get some Luigi's if they have it. I mean, <laughs> you may have a bigger selection where you're at. I mean, true. There's a lot of different shit around here. <laughs> yeah. But Luigi's, though, is, is hands down, like, it's a real deal. I got to support the Italians now that I'm married to one. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I don't care if if Al Qaeda made fucking Luigi's. I'm still <laughs> eating it. Nah, uh, I'm, yeah. I agree. Shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, before we get too far into Al Qaeda making Italian water ice, right. that's it for us. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching another episode of the Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA. Make sure. You subscribe on YouTube, hit the bell for notifications. It lets you know when we go live. Give us a like. Let leave a comment. It helps with the algorithm and other people seeing the videos. You know what also helps with the algorithm? Rating and subscribing on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of those as well. We appreciate everyone who watches. Uh, we appreciate anybody that even, you know, comes in once in a while. So thank you, everybody, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>